Hey everybody, Josh Harrison of World Alternative Media here and we're joined by Tim Pachot, the Liberty Advisor, Certified Financial Planner, and we've all heard the news at this point of Silicon Valley Bank imploding. This out of Market Insider, it says, Silicon Valley Bank imploded in a single day. It could be just the tip of the iceberg. We have a lot of other headlines up here like this one out of Natural News. Silicon Valley Bank has now collapsed and 95% of deposits were uninsured. And then we have articles like this one here out of Zero Hedge. It says, record bank run drained a quarter or $42 billion of SVB's deposits in hours, leaving it with negative $1 billion in cash. And I want to I want you guys to check out this clip real quick from Sweet P. Bell on Twitter. Check this out. So you see a whole bunch of people lined up trying to get their money out of the bank. And this is something that people like myself and Tim have been warning about for so, so long. This is one of the reasons you need to have some form of wealth insurance. This is one of the reasons why you shouldn't be trusting all the big banks. I mean, we have other headlines here. Silicon Valley bank crisis will force the Fed to slash rates by 100 basis points to prevent contagion, market guru says. And that's out of Yahoo Finance. And it's leading to some other major stories as well. Well, this out of Zero Hedge, it says USDC stablecoin breaks peg as Circle admits billions stuck with SVB. And finally, just a sign of the times as this isn't necessarily directly related, but we're seeing a lot of the banks um, get a lot of serious hard questions over things that we've been questioning them about for a long time. And we see this out of Zero Hedge, it says Wells Fargo warns customers of incorrect balances or missing transactions. And, you know, there's a lot of concern by a lot of people that we are about to see this happen to a lot of other big banks, and it could just be, you know, the tip of the spear. It could just be the first domino to fall. So we are going to go into this story and much, much more today, my friends. But before we do, make sure to check those links below. We have uh, thelibertyadvisor.com. If you want to become a client of Tim Pachotes, there's a bit.ly link also in the description where if you go through that, you can uh, you get a free initial consultation with Tim, just go to that sign up sheet, put your name, number, time, schedule, whatever in. And again, that's that bit.ly link in the description. As well, you can also check our link for heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-GMO, heirloom seeds, water filtration and storage, books on how to get started, use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get free shipping on much of those products in the United States. And even if you aren't in the US and you don't qualify, I still urge you to use code WAM because it helps keep you alive and us alive at the same time. Versus today's inflation, you're actually saving money, never mind later and when the shelves are empty. It's all part of the plot for the great reset, for this, this economic reset. We need to be independent, not dependent. And the state and banks want us dependent and therefore we need to do the opposite. That's how we win a war for humanity is by being more human and being more independent. It's, it's in our blood, my friends. We need to actually do something about this before the shelves are empty and before foods prices are through the roof, which they already are, but I mean, it's just the beginning. Anyways, let's get into this. So Tim, Silicon Valley Bank, I mean, it's a, it's not a small bank. It's a rather large bank, but I mean, in comparison to a lot of these other banks that we're seeing around the world, I mean, the, depo- the, the cash to deposit ratio, as I've been saying for years on most of these major banks is enormously low. And, uh, you know, is in, in comparison with uh, Silicon Valley Bank, they weren't even as bad as a lot of the big banks that are still standing, but for how long? And it leads to a lot of people questioning, will I be able to get my money out of the bank if this 
goes down and how much will I be insured for? Because we also know there's huge problems with the FDIC and how much they actually insure on uh, people's deposits. So there's a lot of concern. Can you break down what happened at Silicon Valley Bank for those that are yet is still yet unaware and what people should know about it? Thanks, Josh. So it's hard to really know where to start, but one of the main things that I've been warning about for years is the concept of interest rate risk. Anyone that's ever seen one of uh, various presentations I've, I've given, I always find a way to sneak this concept in there. Uh, a lot of Austrian economists have also been talking about over the years of a bond market bubble. Uh, really, the only thing that's really surprised me is how long this has taken to manifest. But also, it's also important to note that what SVB is doing wasn't actually, I mean, I'll say in air quotes, that risky compared to, you know, something like an FTX or, you know, the, all the fraud that was going on there. So the concept of interest rate risk is when interest rates go up, the underlying values of bonds go down. So if you have a 10 year duration bond, rates go up 1%, you've got a million bucks, now your million bucks would now trade for $900,000. Rates go up 2%, it'd be probably about $780,000 because of compounding. If you're in a 30 year bond, rates go up 1%, your million bucks would, if you had to fire sale, it would be roughly $700,000. Now, interest rates on like a 10 year treasury basically went from 0.3 to 5% within uh, you know, from March of 2020 till now. So that is a gigantic percentage increase. In Europe, the situation is even worse. So what basically a lot of these banks were doing is they were being forced for the past 15 years to basically invest into treasuries, which, you know, in air quotes are the safest things you could possibly invest in. And I've always, always contended that basically you're, you know, especially in the longer term ones or intermediate term ones, you're basically going broke safely. And so what is happening is these banks were getting, I mean, the March of, uh, 2020, I want to say the tenant treasury was about 0.3. So what you're getting $3,000 per million invested, I mean, basically nothing. And so now what is happening is, and it's really rather ironic, is that SVB had a lot of their assets in these treasuries, and which have plummeted in value. And so when some of their bigger depositors wanted money, ironically enough, in many cases to then invest into treasuries themselves. So I don't know exactly what SVP was paying depositors, but like most banks are paying still hardly anything. Let's say you're getting one to 2%, but you can get in a three month treasury for about 5%. So why are you going to go park your money at the bank getting one or 2% when you can go ahead and go get 5% at a treasury? So ironically enough, some of their investors were probably pulling funds from their bank accounts to then invest into treasuries, which was an entire situation that was brought upon by 15 years of easy money and brought upon by the treasury and Federal Reserve. And now you're seeing all these people calling for federal watchdogs and regulators when it was this insane policy that went on over the past 15 years, which exactly led to the situation. Now, for a lot of retirees, most of the time, just as a general rule of thumb, you're going to see most, you know, 55 people older, you're going to see about 40, 50% of their portfolios in bonds. Yeah. So a lot of the quote unquote safest things last year lost even more money than the stock market because of interest rate risk. Now it's not only that and anything that Jim Cramer told people to invest in. Yeah. And so you have not only that, but then you also have the fact that the central banks all have you know tons of unrealized losses on their portfolios, so they don't actually have to do what they call mark to market, where they write down the losses. They just uh, they only have to do that when they need to fire sell these. And so a lot of banks are sitting on massive amounts of treasuries that are all way underwater, massive amounts of mortgage-backed securities that are all underwater. And this isn't like 2008 where there's a bunch of bullshit mortgages that are going out to comp people that you know could just fog a mirror and just prove that they you know didn't really have to prove anything. It, it wasn't that situation. It was hey. 
hey, some people wanted to move their money and now they have, you know, if you used to be able to get, you know, 2.8% on a mortgage and now you can get six and a half or seven, who's going to want to buy your 2.8%, you know, yielding uh, note when now you can go out or bond and now you can go out and get seven. So well, I want to mention something here because I mentioned earlier the article about, you know, this market guru saying that um, the, that this will, this crisis will force uh, the Fed to slash rates by 100 basis points to prevent contagion. So if you on, on one side have to lower interest rates because of a potential, you know, run on several other banks and the collapse of other banks, or you continue to raise interest rates to stop inflation, which way do you go? Because it looks like no matter what happens here, it, it, they're going for broke. There's no good side. It, no matter what they do, it's going to end badly for people. In my opinion, all roads are going to lead to inflation and or more than likely hyperinflation and the loss of the dollar because it doesn't really matter what they do. And ultimately, you have to understand that what we call money is currency is all backed by debt. So in order to get a dollar into the system, there has to be a corresponding unit of debt. Now, there doesn't have to be. That's just the, how the screw job was set up over 100 years ago on Jekyll Island, December 23rd, 1913, when that was ultimately passed. But because the money is debt, you can never get out of debt. And so it's this big con job where we owe interest to bankers at the Federal Reserve level who never had the money to begin with. So they get to print it up out of thin air. Then we have to then uh, borrow from people that never had it. And then they get to collect interest on something that they just typed up on a computer screen and made up. And that's why people like Benjamin Franklin said, uh, you know, in the 1700s, if we ever allow private central banks to issue the currency and credit of our nation, first by inflation, then by deflation, we'll end up homeless on the continent our forefathers conquered because ultimately the banks are going to end up owning it all. And so that is the end goal, end game for them is to own it all. But it's also the end game of they know that this is going to happen. So they're just waiting in the wings over here with their central bank digital currency as a problem reaction solution. And so it doesn't matter. So and, and you just pointed out, so they have to lower rates in order to stop, you know, this this bleed out of the banking system, which is ironic because, you know, it, you think higher rates would then attract more capital, but, you know, that capital is going to the treasury market, yeah. not going directly to the banks themselves. But this is all a problem that's born by the Fed, but it's going to hurt a lot of retirees. It's going to hurt a lot of people that really, uh, you know, need the money at the most crucial point in their lifetimes. And so, you know, what happens when you get into these currency crises? Oh, you know, now there's, you know, war with Russia. Oh, now there's saber rattling with China. Big surprise. I mean, they need they can't say that this was a systemic thing that was always going to happen because, you know, as the world reserve currency, there was we were always going to be in this situation. Well, that's one of the things I really wanted to get into here quickly, Tim, is that the idea is at the end of the day, this is all supposed to happen. This is meant to happen because it's honestly, in my opinion, it's just a way for people to be able to control you more. They're already controlling the vast public with inflation, with the debt, with, with their bank accounts, and they're moving into a system which they've trial ran in the last few years by closing people's bank accounts in places like Canada, freezing them, et cetera, closing down controversial conservative bank, uh, bank accounts um, you know, in, in the United States and of course what they're doing in Brazil right now and have been for the last since Lula, the WEF criminal got out of jail and suddenly won somehow in that, uh, that close election. Uh, again, this is all meant to happen because at the end of the day, um, they propped up China for so long, China, Russia, India, uh, Saudi Arabia now as well, Iraq, Iran, most likely, um, then you have Egypt, Turkey, South Africa and Brazil are all getting together in this massive economic pact for a new world reserve currency system based on a basket of currencies similar to the special drawing rights of the IMF. And the IMF has, has way less power. No one wants to talk about it, but the IMF has way less power right now than BRICS does in overall population and actual money. So with that said,
instead, we are actually walking straight into a situation that I think a lot of people don't understand is by a script. It's not like, oh, whoops, our currency's cr- collapsing. I guess, oh, well, what else do we have? Oh, the second biggest or the biggest competitor? Um, oh, yeah, we'll just go into that. No, it's like, let's set up that competitor. Let's prop up China for decades and use them as a guinea pig state for technocracy. And then when the CBDCs come in, we could just roll out from the US dollar into the new world reserve currency system with China. So when I see banks like this collapse and I see this this start to you know heat up, I, I just see the script playing out exactly as it, it's supposed to and exactly as I've been warning for now 17 freaking years 2006 was 17 freaking years ago. It's insane. And since then, I remember talking way back when I was just a kid about how they're going to have a banking crisis. They're going to have to knock everything down. All the dominoes will fall. And then they'll come out with the new world reserve currency system. And that will be the new world order that people are talking about. Because there's no better way to control the public than buy their money. And if you control people's bank accounts and then control their attitude and their their social, the social construct by threatening to remove money from someone's account, and not allow you, for example, to spend that money, then they have their new world order. And again, if your money's in the bank, it's not yours, it's a bank's. So again, if you are expecting that all these banks, when they come crashing down, are just going to hand over all your money, that's just not going to happen. And on top of that, the dollar, when we see all these banks collapse, it's going to hurt the dollar a lot. And we are going to witness a major reset in the system. But Tim, uh, I know you want to say something here, but um, I, I want to ask about you know ways that people out there that are watching can save themselves from this situation. Of course, you know a lot of people, as I said before, you could become a client of Tim Pachotes over at thelibertyadvisor.com. And we also have a bit.ly link for it below. But can you kind of go into how people can mitigate this? Well, this is not financial advice, and obviously, it's going to be a little bit different if you're, you know, 55 years old versus 25 years old. It's going to be a little bit different if you, you know, know a lot about cryptocurrency versus don't versus what your risk tolerance is versus income. Lots of different, you know, your goals, things like that. But I gave a speech called "Crisis Retiring" at Anarcho 2019, and it was the blueprint for what to do right before a crisis. And effectively, I in that presentation, I had a slide on interest rate risk and what happens when interest rates go up and the underlying bond portfolios. And talking about, you know, essentially the only people that wouldn't get wiped out is someone that had so much money and was living way below their means that they could just live off the piddly amount of interest uh, if that's what they wanted to do. And so there are other ways where you can have income coming in that in my opinion is very, very secure and then also has components that in the event of you know, a massive uh, hyperinflation or inflation or the dollar becoming worthless would also then, in my opinion, keep up as well. And so there are ways to do this. Obviously, I think you know, gold and silver are good hedges. I think you know, having some Bitcoin is a good hedge. Having some of the privacy coins are a good hedge as well. But you know, that's more of you know, a flyer on you know, when the CBDC ultimately comes and you know, do your own research on that. Uh, but you know, there's not one single silver bullet. Also, we've been telling people uh, you know, for a while that they should be doing things like having backyard chickens before all this crisis with the food happened. We've been telling people, you know, trying to grow your own food, having greenhouses. You've been selling seeds at Heaven's Harvest, uh, you know, promo code WAM, cheap, you know, shameless plug. But, you know, what are we doing right now? I've been out in the backyard uh, jackhammering through basically like a freaking mountain I live up against building a greenhouse. We just built a chicken coop. We've got, you know, 23 chickens here right now because I know that the where things are going is it might not, you might not be able to get the goods you need for any price uh, or you might have to have a you know show the mark of the beast social credit to get into a store and so this is coming it's coming quick people are not prepared for what's coming and so you know you better be 
prepared because right now this it's more than just money it's more than like hey shift your assets over here yeah obviously that's important too but for anyone especially someone that's close to retirement that is in any sort of like i'd say you know two year or above bond you should definitely use that link below to schedule a consultation because you know this ultimately is not the end of where things are going and you know what has worked the past 15 years or the past 40 years or the past 50 years is not going to be what works going forward especially when it comes to bonds especially when it comes to interest rate risk and it's just very crucial that people understand the risks that are out there and the most one of the most important risks when you're about to retire is called sequence of return risk where it doesn't matter if you average 10 percent a year of retirement if you're one you're down 40 percent or you're down 50 percent in year one so you've got to have strategies where you've got sort of like the mad max investments over here but then you also have the income coming in and that income coming in shouldn't be in the form of any of these longer term bonds and you know and I also want to point out that this may just I mean not to you know read the headline but this may just be the tip of the iceberg because what they were doing was not like what FTX was doing where you know obviously there's a Ponzi scheme and embezzling money and lots of other crazy stuff and betting on all these you know you know what coins you know this was they were betting on investing depositor money in treasuries and mortgages and mortgages that didn't even go belly up and it was just a relatively small amount of people wanted their money and then they had to sell these assets to raise the cash at a fire sale and then boom voila it happens but this is not unique to them this could happen to any single bank this situation is going on with every single bank basically in the world right now your money is not safe in the banks and i don't know how many times i've come on your show recently and said if anything if you want to be you know quote unquote safe i mean put your money in like a one to three month treasury bill because ultimately that dollar bill is backed up by a treasury bill which would be the more senior uh, you know, basically asset in that. Now, I'm not saying, you know, once the Great Reset, I mean, treasure bills are all hyperinflated away and worth nothing, but, you know, it, people need working capital, people need, you know, money for their mortgage, things like that. So there is reason to keep, you know, something in cash, obviously, but, you know, that cash, in my opinion, uh, should not be in the bank. And if it is, and you have more than $250,000 in any one bank, you're crazy. And a lot of what happened at SVB actually happened to a lot of rich uh, venture capitalist type people, and only they were estimating three to seven percent had below that two hundred fifty thousand dollars, and most of them were guys that had like ten million dollars, twenty million dollars, yeah. things like that. Well, I think what this really shows is it exposes the obvious fraudulent uh, Ponzi scheme that is the banking system today, and how all of this stuff is smoke and mirrors. Um, for capital and at the end of the day they don't have the money they claim they do they you know they're not the old savings and loans banks of the past my friends it's a very different system today than it was a hundred years ago and so when we see these banks collapsing in the way that they are I believe that honestly it's just going to further expose what we've been talking about for so long that money is debt the banking system only holds a little bit of your, of your actual money and mostly just blows it on stupid stuff and uh, manipulates markets and spoofs markets and we have enough lawsuits and cases in the past that prove that red-handed a bunch of guys just went to jail I believe from JP Morgan for spoofing markets and we've they always blame the intern and and the reality is that's just part of the fraudulent nature of a lot of these banks and on top of that they're directly attacking every individual out there by many of them printing money the 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 they're going into you know zero reserve uh, in in some places and I I think that there, it's evident that now people are starting to see everything costs too much money on the shelves. These, a lot of these big banks are behind that. And I just want to make one final point here regarding inflation because I think it's important. I've, I was talking to a woman outside of a, a restaurant in uh, Puerto Vallarta, Mexico a couple days ago. And she said, yeah, things are getting a little bit expensive. And I said, 
a little bit. They're getting very expensive. She's like, yeah, but like not everything is like TVs aren't. And I said, yes, because things that you need are going to go up the most. Things that you want are often going to actually go down in value at first. And that's what we see. So when they judge inflation by everything across the board, rather than have a metric of things you need, that is why we have such a low inflation rate versus what it actually is. And you can find that on shadow stats. But even that, I don't think totally tells, uh, paints the whole picture because right before you do, Tim, I, I want to point out Campbell's soup. That's like the best way to judge inflation is by how much did Campbell's soup go up? Because remember, many of you remember it being five cents for a, a can. The average right now is like a dollar. And a lot of economists actually base their metric of inflation on things like Campbell's soup and chicken and, and stuff like that. Things that people will need when they're hungry rather than things that people want for convenience today. And people have to understand that. Yeah, and going with what you're saying with all the technology stuff, I mean, this phone right here, I mean, about $1,200. Let's say a previous phone cost $600, so now the new phone is $1,200, uh, so that's a 100% increase. Well, what the Federal Reserve will say, or the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the BLS, will say, oh, well, actually, that new phone, oh, that's got an S22 Ultra, that's got a 100 times zoom, it's got this, that, and the other thing, the processor is way faster. So even though it costs 100% more, the benefits are so much greater, uh, we're actually going to say there's deflation in there, and the price of it went down relative to the benefits you're getting and yeah. so that's called a hedonic adjustment they'll do things like you know instead of having 16 ounces in a bag of potato chips or have 14 that's called shrinkflation yeah. if you used to buy steaks and now you're buying hamburgers or hot dogs they'll put the price of the hot dogs in there that's called substitution so these numbers are rigged seven ways a sunday and about eight years ago i wrote a little 18 put 18 page booklet called How It's Rigged. You can go to howitsrigged.com to actually go and get, pick that up. It's basically an evergreen piece, but it also ties into the unemployment rate because they're like, oh, this is the best unemployment we've had since 1969. Well, if you used to be you know, an engineer making 100 grand a year or 150 grand a year, and now you're, uh, you've, been, uh, you've lost your job, now you've got three different you know, crap jobs and you're making $40,000 a year total, they'll say, oh, well, now you've got three jobs and it'll count as three jobs in the economy versus one. Or once you've been unemployed for so many weeks, you're not counted as being unemployed anymore. Or if you're an engineer and then now you're a janitor, back in 1969, you were counted as being under, uh, basically unemployed because you're in some crap job that's nowhere near your education, skill level, and training. And so now that counts as a job. And so these are not the same numbers that we had. And then you go, then when, when they rig the inflation rate, so let's say the economy grew by uh, I'm just using an easy number. It's never going to grow by 10%. Let's go say it grows by 10% and inflation is five. So 10 minus five means a 5% growth rate. Well, what if the inflation rate's really uh, 20%? So then you'd have, you know, the 10 minus 20, you'd have a negative 10% growth rate. Now for most of the past 15 years, the situation was we probably had about an 8% inflation rate and, uh, you know, I would say the economy was probably growing at five. So, you know, five minus eight is negative three. We've been contracting, but everything has been financialized. It's been rigged. It's been gamed. It's all a scam. And eventually it's all going to collapse. And it doesn't matter who gets in, you know, it doesn't matter if it's DeSantis or Trump or Biden or Kamala or Booty Judge or whoever the hell they want to put in there. What is going to happen is they are going to have this BRICS currency with a commodity backed basket of goods that is going to take significant market share from the dollar. And I don't care who gets in uh, to, in that public position, that is going to happen probably within the next three to five years, probably within the next two years, if we're being honest with you. So you need to do things to prepare now. This is basically what I've thought about my entire 
uh, career because I started on the day Lehman Brothers crashed. So this has always been in the back of my mind of what is going to go on. And this exact moment, uh, I have talked about the day of reckoning will occur on the day when the Federal Reserve is forced to raise rates, not because they want to, but because they have to, to, to have uh, keep the inflation rate in check. And so I've been on video going back six years ago saying that exact same sentence. Yeah. It's exactly what's going on now. So you need to do things today, especially if you're 55 and up uh, to protect yourself because this is going to be a complete shellacking across the board. Uh, and it's just basically everything is a gigantic Ponzi scheme. And thank you for letting me shed light on you know what is going on because this is not specific to Silicon Valley Bank. This is a risk that is inherent in basically every single major financial institution in the world today. Yeah, and this is what a lot of us have been preparing for for so long. This is the beginning of something very big and we need to take it seriously. So again, there's a whole bunch of ways to get prepared. And one of those ways, of course, is by going to that bit.ly link in the description and, and getting a free initial consultation with Tim uh, over at that link. Again, you could just fill out the, the sheet and, and it, I think it's pretty much name, phone number, et cetera, time of day that you want to book a, an appointment, et cetera. And uh, again, the libertyadvisor.com and he has the libertyadvisorshow.com where you can find a lot of his content as well. Um, I'm, I'm going to wrap it up here because I think it's it's important that not just monetarily, but also when it comes to sustenance, as Tim was mentioning earlier, he has a bunch of chickens here. Um, it, it's incredibly important to be prepared in that way. So that's why I sell seeds. That's why I have non-GMO storable foods. That's why I have those things, because I know in a certain crisis, it could save your life. And I know that if there were people in places like Buffalo, New York, earlier last year, earlier this year, I can't even remember, time goes by so fast, um, when all these people died stuck in a storm and people couldn't get food to their house and it was just there's blackouts everywhere if they had some of this stuff it could have actually kept them you know until the disaster was solved and the same thing with florida when the hurricane went through but it's going to be way crazier than that soon because it's going to be a systemic collapse of the supply chain based on the well very well scripted events a turn of events that we've been seeing over the last couple of years where they're blowing up plants and blowing up substations and blowing up pipelines and bringing climate policies at the same time as inflation yeah oh yeah coincidences uh, i'm a coincidence theorist now seriously it's it's very important that people understand this and it will snowball and so people keep saying well it hasn't happened yet well do you want it to happen sooner i i say just get prepared because it's going to happen we're there it's a big part of the script for the great reset so i urge people to check heavensharvest.com for long-term storable foods that are non-gmo heirloom seeds water filtration and storage and books on how to get started use code wham w-a-m and you get free shipping on much of those products again um, experts say you need at least three months of food in order to survive a supply chain crisis. So check that out below the three month combo kit. It looks expensive because you could get the three month entry kit, but the three month combo kit includes seeds. It includes water filters and all that on top of that food. So you have all these different ways to set up just by spending a few dollars a day and saving your life later. It's very important. So again, use code WAM, W-A-M. And then of course we have whamsurvival.com for long-term storable foods as well. You save a bunch of money if you go through us on there. Now, uh, you know, we have many different ways that you could stay private, which is very important. We have ClearPhone, where if you go to that link in the description, you can get a smartphone that doesn't trace and track you. It's got Linux, it's de-Googled, and of course, it has full national coverage. It's faster than an Android. I really urge you to get this today. You have your own private key on this phone so that you aren't tracked and traced where they can send all that information to the Chinese government for you to then have it integrated with your social credit score later for things 
that he sent a friend privately. My friends, this is very important and we have options for that. We have solutions. Finally, we have uh, rncstore.com, Richardson Nutritional Center, your source for Laetrile Online, made famous by G. Edward Griffin's book, World Without Cancer. You can get your apricot seeds, Laetrile, amygdalin, and vitamin B17 there. And again, you know, those sell out fast and they're not always going to be around because I guarantee you the government's looking at ways to ban this as they have in the past and in a supply chain crisis. Good luck. So stock up on as much of it as you can today and don't wait, my friends, until, uh, you know, until we realize that there's multiple different forms of currency, we're not going to be prepared enough. There's money. There's, of course, uh, health. There is, of course, our own, you know, ability to, to defend ourselves. They're all forms of currency and they keep us flowing as it would, as one would say with currency. And I think it's important that we take those things seriously. It, you know, the, if there's a war on humanity, the solution is to be more independent, be more free. And that comes down to each one of you individually. It comes down to you actually preparing in that way. Anyway, if you want to help support us, I'm trying to get, uh, you know, money raised to go to Taiwan to report on things over there. I uh, haven't raised anything yet for it, but uh, hey, we have a gogetfunding.com campaign, a Patreon and a Subscribestar as well. If you want to help support me in that, there's a, a scripted war event happening and I want to be on the ground and see what's happening personally. It's about documenting history. Uh, we also have a Bitcoin address and we have a Cointree link with a bunch of different cryptocurrencies that you could donate in if you please, including Monero, the privacy coin, among a bunch of other privacy coins. Uh, we have an Epic Fund Me campaign where you could donate an Epic Cash, a privacy coin based on the Mimble Wimble protocol. And of course, we have a Teespring store uh, where you can buy merchandise. We're on Rockfin, World Alternative Media. He's on Rockfin at the Liberty Advisor. Um, <clears throat> you can find our newsletter, www.imband.com. Takes two seconds to sign up for. And of course, we're on Telegram, World Alternative Media. Telegram channel, World Alternative Media Announcements. He has the Liberty Advisor on Telegram as well. And of course, you can find us on Band.Video, BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brighteon at World Alternative Media. Hive, Steam it, and Vigilante.TV at at Josh Sigurdsson. And on the bad guys, TikTok and Instagram, World Alternative Media, Twitter and Getter at at World Alt Media, and all the major podcast platforms like Spotify, Podbean, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Help us reach new people by going to those podcast formats, following us on there, and giving us a good five-star rating um, so that we can mobilize more human beings to stand for their humanity. Anyways, hit that like button, share on social media, hit the notification bell, and hit subscribe if you have not yet already. And until next time, my friends, this is Josh Sigurdsson and Tim Pachote signing out from World Alternative Media. Find the truth, be the change.